Before you listen any further, I want to talk about Edmont's Harrowing Horrors. This spooky 5e supplement introduces amazing content for dungeon masters who wish to expand their toolbox of terrors, as well as players who want to give their character a haunted finish. The Kickstarter for this project has gone up now and lasts until November 8th, so if you want to back a quality product and help out a talented indie creator, follow the link in the description or search for Edmont's Harrowing Horrors on Kickstarter. Edmont's Harrowing Horrors is live on Kickstarter from now until November 8th. Do it now before it's too late. <laughs> Welcome to Dice Carnival! You are listening to the Wild Beyond the Witchlight in collaboration with the Homebrew D&D podcast. My name is Misha, and I'll be playing Amanda Amazing, the detail-driven Sylvan Rogue Detective, closing in on her breakthrough case. I'm Cody Smith, and I play Philo Featherbottom. Philo is a halfling wizard who has gone through some rather strange events. My name is Greg from the podcast Dice Carnival. I'll be playing Astrak, the star-speckled grip-lead druid who yearns to leap for the stars but cannot leap. My name is Austin Brady, and I will be playing the character Hobbs, who is a sentient log warlock and are very flammable. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gio, and my character is Tor, a young Harringham monk who ran away to the Witchlight Carnival as a child to pursue their love of dance. They've been working at the carnival ever since. And finally, my name is Adrian, your dungeon master and host. This episode of Dice Carnival is sponsored by C4 Labs, proud vendors of free shipping in the United States. Now available is the Hugo Dice Tray, with the utility of compartments for all of your dice, plus the flaming pizzazz of the man himself. Additionally, at checkout, you can type in Dice Carnival with no spaces or caps to get 10% off your whole order. So if you want to support your local musician, or just find great products for your D&D games, head to c4labs.com. Whether this is your first time listening, or you're already a subscriber to our content, we at Dice Carnival welcome you and hope that you enjoy what you're about to listen. <laughs> Bye now! It was a bright summer afternoon day. The same swamp that you had grown up in your entire life. Many seasons having passed between the hot, the rain, the cold, and the breeze. The hot, the rain, the cold, and the breeze. As the seasons of Kinsath. Was that of a temperamental one? And a peaceful one for the entire time you knew it. And we see a small frog. A small gripply. No sign remaining of their vestigial tail. But they had lost not but maybe a year ago. Though their size and stature and spotted coloration indicate that they are still quite juvenile. We see a couple of other gripply. Some who wish to become warriors one day. Others who wish to become trackers and guides. Others seeking to become shamans and druids and uphold the traditions of the Gripply people. But you, Ostrak, as it is the name that you have taken, find yourself in a role of your own. As you sit on a log, assembling a clay tablet polishing it, mapping it. Your very first star chart, we see 
a figure that you have known all your land-walking life view you from the edge of this sort of bayou. It is your pond mother, and she looks at you with appreciation, but also a posture that indicates that she wishes to speak to you. Uh, what is it, pond mother? She gestures with her hand for you to approach her. Um, I will. <laughs> do, you, do you leave your star map where you were working on it? Um, I think I'll bring it with me. All right, then. As you approach, uh, she kneels down and speaks to you and says, Young Astrak, I see that you are enjoying the midday, but your other activities, they concern me. I was speaking to the other children and the tradition holders as well. They say that you are studious in what you learn, but you do not seek any task. Why is that? Do you not feel like you belong with the other Bon? Um, well, I'm, I just, I feel like I have all this stuff that I want to do with th this chart. I'm going to hold up the star chart. All right, you go ahead, you inspect it, and she says, It is a very fine point that you carry, but you must realize that the prophecy of your birth is not all that makes you who you are. Your fate will find you one day, but till then, you must choose your own path. I guess. You are a very special child, Astrak. And I would not wish to see you more confident than your brave heart would wish to be if I did not care about you, and if I did not see the courage and the bravado of a warrior within you, of a leader, of a champion, of a scholar. Please, Astarok, do me the favor of putting yourself out there. Find something that makes you passionate. Do not w worry if you will land. Trust that you will. Okay. Your fate will find you soon enough. Alright. Um, I guess I'll just... I will set the star map down and start heading back towards the village. As you kind of sit that down, and she kind of like watches you go, we see her kneel down in front of a star map. And when you are out of sight, Ostrak, we hear a faint shimmering sound as the pond mother turns around and raises an eyebrow and says, I see it is you again. And a matronly voice says, Please, I must speak to Ostrak. I'm sorry. But he has all that he needs here. The matronly woman looks at the pond mother and says, But I have gifts to bring him, an invitation to grant. He has studies to attend to, and he needs nothing. He is provided enough where he is. And the matronly woman says, I see that you are accepting of my hospitality, but it saddens my heart. 
that I cannot see my favorite Gripley. And this woman of long white hair, with wings that sprout from her back, she pulls something from her pocket, and she passes it to the pawn mother and says, If I cannot present the gift myself, please see that he wants for nothing, and that his destiny lay free wherever it may take him. The pawn mother inspects what is passed to her carefully, but knowing rules that ascend even beyond the power that she wields, she knows that the polite thing to do is to accept and give the assurance to this matronly woman. I will see that he is wanting for nothing. And as the item is past hands, the woman shrinks back down into a moat of green light with little fairy wings behind her and drifts off to the sky. Last time, the group of regathered strangers found themselves at the Witchlight Carnival. After having a chance to sort of enjoy the beginning of the carnival, they went to see a performance by Palasha, the Siren Song Mermaid. That was until hecklers disrupted the performance, driving down the mood of the carnival and sending her swimming away in tears. Your investigations led to a friend of hers who the two of them seemed to be quite fond of each other and discovered that the mime Candlefoot the day before had attempted to propose to the woman of his dreams but had lost his voice to the whim of a mysterious bird person of whom you wish to investigate further. After poking around within the Hall of Mirrors Fruitlessly coming across, well, not much of a lead. You were approached by a bugbear member of the carnival who very strictly asked you to leave before anyone too important took notice. Adhering to his requests and Amanda with her intuition, seeing a little bit more into his intents than maybe others, we gather as Burley has kind of led you back out into the sort of carnival space. Candlefoot seems to be still sort of mopingly sitting on his stool, waiting for people to punch tickets. And I hand it all back to you. So, I don't think we're going to be able to find the thief at this moment in time. The best thing I could think of is to just continue our investigations in the form of visiting more attractions and seeing if there's any other unwanted disturbances at the carnival and, like and, and possibly and, and possibly enjoy ourselves possibly it potentially sounds like you just want to have fun at the carnival don't even I mean, call got... me out okay i'm sorry to get caught up in the mood listen if you it's not exactly fun. you're supposed to come here you're supposed to be having a good time you know um Wait, who's saying plenty that of good this... place burly Oh, oh, you're, oh you're, you're still here! Of, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I wanted to make sure you didn't sneak back inside. I mean, you know. You all look familiar. Do I know you from somewhere? No. Were you here no, before? No. 
You've um, never seen me before. Nah. I am an innocent woman. I'm way too old you for totally a child that you met eight I years I did not break into the carnival through the petting zoo ever. I, mean, I, I guess I was never I the one panicking. with... I am panicking right now. <laughs> I guess I never was the one with the, the good memory. Anyway. All you behave yourselves, I'll be watching. May we talk later this evening. May I... Uh, kind of, like, inquire this person a little bit more? Um, yeah. So, like, um, he says as he's, like, walking off, um, just, uh, please try to not give the carnival too much trouble. There's been a little bit of tension from the owners, and truthfully, it, it helps a lot if, uh, everyone can kind of do their part in making sure everyone has a good time. And as he kind of, like, walks off, Hobbs, you can kind of, like, approach him after he, like, wanders about 20 feet away from the group and inquire a little privately with him. You had mentioned memory in a past tense mode. Hmm? Are you experiencing loss? What? Did, did, it, did, I, did I say that? Probably. Oh, oh don't worry about it. I, I had a, a brother who, who worked here, too. What uh, happened to them? Eh, carnival life just never was for him. So they simply left. They are not Basically. dead. No, no, no. He's, he's, he's. I mean, yeah, probably not. He's, he's, he's. He was a pretty, pretty street smart guy. You but, sound uh, unsure. Oh, I mean, you never know. He doesn't really write back or anything like that. But yeah, he's probably fine. Mama oh, raised is tough. Hobbs, if you think he's so cute, you can buy him drinks after work. Let's go. <laughs> I don't drink. I can I water only, you. You can I be watered. Nine water. years old. You can mm. you can be watered. <laughs> anyway. With fertilizer. I mean, do you do you drink any kind of liquid at all? Like, just a curious question. I do need water and soil. Uh, I'm gonna go uh-huh. ahead and, uh, this just feels like this conversation's kind of gone beyond me, so I'm just gonna leave you to it. <laughs> Take care. See you later. Bye. I should get you drinks Good after see work. You again. Very well. He, Wait, he where, waves. where do you hang out after work? I'll get you drinks. What do you uh, like? Usually with all the staff, Tor could probably find me. I'll find you. Don't worry about it. Okay. No drinks are on me, okay? You keep yeah, up the, yeah, you yeah. keep up the good stuff. Sure. <laughs> he leaves. All right, then. You find yourself outside the Hall of Illusions. You can see that there's a sign that says the Pixie Kingdom nearby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You hear plenty of stalls, actually. In fact, you see that there are actually a couple of game stalls located nearby. Ooh, games, 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 games. Do you look at any of them? <laughs> oh, wait. Let's investigate these these games. They might be suspicious. They might be part of a gambling scheme. It might be illegal. Investigate. <laughs> Every carnival game is a scam. <laughs> Let's do it. I cannot confirm or deny these statements. <laughs> All right, then. Well, yeah. I guess the, the first place that you would kind of approach to... Someone roll me a D... Roll me a... Hmm. Just tell me okay, who number. hasn't rolled The game that you so approach, you see that there is a, a stall that says, Catch the dragon by the tail. Prizes! 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 Catch the fairy dragon by the tail and win a piece of its horde! Zip right out, folks! We have a fearsome red fairy dragon! You think that you have what it takes to grab a hold of this creature as it is wiggling about elusively? I mind you that there is no more elusive 
creature in all of the Feywild, then right here. I would oh, I see to... that we got a couple of inquiries. Do you think that you have what it takes? you think that uh, your skill's worth your ticket punch? I would like to embarrass myself ticket on this punch. game of chance. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I tell you, there's Wonder. no chance at it whatsoever. It's all about the eye is what I'm saying. It's all about being able to spot and swipe. Ah, so I guess perception and speed. Perception and sleight of hand. Not quite my fortes, but I could try. Maybe. I'm curious to see how you guys would do. Uh, let's play spades. Bet Hobbs or me who's going to do better. Hmm. I will destroy Hobbs. you. <laughs> Please do not. Um, I do have methods of defending myself if you attempt to do so. It was a figure of speech. You would imagine that Amanda would get that and not me. Hobbs, the two proud of you. Of you. Well, <laughs> of I can never wow. tell when you're using figures of speech and when you are literal. And also, um, I have police training. Very true. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, as you go ahead and gather yourselves together, um, who is who? Who who's going to step up to the game? Hobbs will right step then. up. All right, right. then. So going first. as you step within this this booth, you see that uh, they 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 actually place a they offer to put a blindfold around you, and they're like trying to figure out where. <laughs> Here, I will put it on, and Hobbs uh, pulls it over their like chest where they're like, like see the glowing, glowing eyes, eyes that are, are there. Yeah, they they uh, they kind of like nod at your your ethics of it all. I can imagine it looks like he's wearing like a strapless bra. Yeah, he kind of looks like he kind of looks like he's wearing he's he's wearing a bendo. Yeah, yeah. And you've kind of got that. Yeah, she's got a little tube top on. Um, Not gonna lie, it kind of fits your figure. I was like, I all right then, all right the then. Gesture. Well, let's see if you've got the reaction time, if you got the keen ear and the the keen thick sense to be able to pull it off. How all right how, then? How big is this this area? So you kind of like step within the booth and you see that as he kind of like opens up, not really a cage so much, but just like a little door. Uh, and you see flying out as a fluttering little, looks like a little dragon, but is all these sort of beautiful feathered colors that kind of creates this sort of like fiery red, orange, yellow compilation. And you see like as it's flying around, you see the, uh, the, the stall runner and the dragon kind of give each other a nod and you hear like a little bit of a giggle as the fairy dragon starts fluttering around where Hobbs is. Um, all right, I want you to give me a perception check, Hobbs. Uh, there is something kind of sneaky that I want to do as well. What are you thinking? Oh um, boy. But that where did is the ethics a, go? That Eldritch is a 21 blast. on perception. Eldritch blast. Oh. You Eldritch hold blast. your hand out, and just as quickly as you hear it finally whistle, you it's, it's almost as if like you feel like the little vibration around you almost you've got tiny like little yeah, bits my... of wood fiber pointing outwards you feel the rustling on the little bits of leaves sticking out from you and you just instantly just kind of move your wrist about six inches and grab and you you grab a hold of this dragon's tail hello friend and you lift up the bandana and you're holding the dragon by the tail as it's kind of like fluttering its wings i have one and we've got game. a winner first try would you look at this 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 man is this man is of the earth himself. He is the forest. He is the living essence of the Feywild. And we should expect no less for him to know how to keep the creatures of the Fey in line. Congratulations, sir. Uh, that's going to be one dragon for uh, 
he kind of like gestures to kind of take the dragon from you. In exchange for your prize. Uh, I release the dragon to them. You release the dragon and he gives you a little wand. This is the smallest wand I've ever seen. <laughs> like a little, little wand. And you, it actually, if anything, it looks like a magician's wand. What do I do with this twig? You look at the tag. Suffice to say, this is a wand of Presto. Um, you won't be able to find it on your sheet yet, but uh, essentially it allows you to cast the Presto Digitation cantrip eight times. Nice. Nice. Good. Uh, can I look around and see what other prizes are available? Um, uh, what other prizes or what other uh, games? I also say what other games because I've already done the math and it is about a 5% chance that I would do better at Hobbs this exercise. What sort of games is Amanda looking for? Something that suits her skill set. Roll me an investigation check. <laughs> 14. 14. You see that there, probably what catches out of the corner of your eye, you see tiny little, what looks like little glowing unicorn horns protruding from a stall across from where you are. And as you kind of walk over there, you see hopping around the floor, what look to be bunnies with golden unicorn horns. Oh my god, there's that. bunnies! And, and these, these bunnies, they don't have the unicorn strapped to their head. They literally have unicorn horns that seem to have been painted gold. Oh my god, there's bunny corns! And you see that towards these bunny corns are a couple of kids that seem to be tossing out our rings. And you see like one of the kids manages to land uh, the ring onto its head. And you see the person reaches up and grabs a, uh, a stuffed owlbear for the kid. Aww. Oh my god, there's a plush owl bear. And they look over at you and say, Well, hello, ma'am. Uh, you see it's a uh, rootin' tootin' goblin, Carney, uh, who says, uh, You think that uh, you got the wrist, you got the uh, hand to uh, take on the Almiraz ring toss? I can try. Um, yeah. Oh, hello, I'll, hello. I'll try. Oh, hello, old, uh, old geezer. You want to <laughs> lend a hand over here, too? What'd you call me? Also, uh, make sure to mark Hobbs. That did cost you a ticket punch to do your game. Philo? Yeah, I can. Yeah, what do you say? Sorry. What'd you call me? I'm not no oh, geezer. I'm... No, nothing at all. Just one geezer to another, you know? You're all the old uh, hooligans and the folks of another age. <laughs> Kids these days, they, they, they don't know the sort of uh, <laughs> shenanigans we got up to in our time. I just nod knowingly, but clearly. I, don't I mean, know you don't I'm even know what shenanigans you got up yeah. to in your time. And no in fact, he says, I don't even know what shenanigans I got up to in my time. And behold, now you are a vendor of animal cruelty. M remarkable. What a you poor You say that existence. out loud? <laughs> <laughs> he kind of like turns in a little bit. I'll keep, I treat my bunny corns real nice. I'll give them scraps from the table. Oh. I like it. And then you see, like, all three little bunnies, like, look up at you, like, scrunched up together with, like, big bunny eyes. Aww. Hobbs is indifferent. <laughs> okay. Well, 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 uh, anyway, how many uh, players we got today? Uh, I'm kind of looking at the other kids, uh, the kids who are playing and trying to figure out what kind of skill is useful in this game. This, this is definitely a skill that asks for, uh, very, very, very honed muscles, very delicate fingers very oh, I... a controlled toss ah sleight of hand i've never been particularly trained in that you gotta play to for me to reveal that play 
So you, so you could say sleight of hand. That, that doesn't make it sleight of hand if it's not sleight of hand. Well, I'm, try, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to figure out where is a good use of my ticket. Yeah. All right. You, you, you can play or you could play. That's your choice. After the, If anyone else wants to play, they can play, but I'm going to see which one has the prize I like most. All right. Follow. Well, I'm not exactly the most uh, dexterous, but I'll give it a shot. All right. Punch your ticket. Games um, oh, Tor, why don't you play? This is probably your thing. He okay. hands you, Philo, three golden rings and um, blows a little whistle, and you see the bunnies begin hopping around the area all all sporadic, like with their little horns pointing upwards, and you've got to try to get as many rings as you can onto their horns. Go ahead and roll me a dexterity check. A nat 20. Damn! <laughs> First oh. ring goes out. And as you kind of toss it, you see uh, it kind of like flips in the air and kind of ding, 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 wraps around uh, its its horn. Very, very clean shot. And he just kind of claps again. You want to toss the next one? Uh, yeah. 16. Whoa. That time, as you go ahead and you toss it, as this bunny is like a little bit stunned, you use that opportunity to uh, toss a second ring that rattles around it. And like everyone watching gets really hyped. <laughs> Philo closes his eyes. Throw the last one. Roll me Four. with disadvantage. Ah, <laughs> uh, darn. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not good. Disadvantage. As you uh, go ahead and you four. toss it and you close your eyes, and as you go ahead and you throw it, you hear like a lard whack and a... Ah! <laughs> as you slam the uh, goblin carny straight in the face. Hey, you got the uh, And he like picks up and he's got like a little bit of a nod on his head. He says, yo, what? Totally, totally fine. I should have told you you had to keep your eyes open. Oh good, all good. Yeah, listen, you got two, two, you got two of them. That kind of, that kind of warrants you. That kind of warrants you for an extra prize. Let's see what we got under here. Uh, you see that he pulls out. He he goes ahead and pulls out uh, the sort of. Uh, I don't remember getting this stuff around here. Two kind of paper packets that seem to be, or leafy packets that seem to be made out okay. of like glued together leaves or stitched together leaves that are like tied up into a little bit of a bow. And he like looks inside and you see a fine little bit of white powder inside and he slides it over. Oh. That's come from it? Yeah. Are, are, those like, are those like mystery packs or just like containers? Eh, something like that. Which one? Something like that. And... Mystery pack yeah. or container? Yeah, you're gonna have to, you know, he's kind of won the prize unless you want to play. Are you uh, guys I don't, I don't know if I have you any more of those, though. You know what? I'm going three for three. I'm, I'm not going to work. I've got some other prizes, though. Okay. Okay. I'll try it. I'm going to... I'm warning you all. I'm going to suck, but... All right. I'll go try. Ahead and, go ahead and punch the ticket. Punch the ticket. All right. Go ahead and he hands you three rings. Go ahead and roll me a dexterity check. Uh, I can send you a picture of my natural 20 later. You literally, you literally, he hasn't even had, he hasn't even taken them off. You literally, like, get this one bunny that has, like, three rings on it now. Nice. And it is just kind of a stumbling. Go ahead and roll another check. All right. For your next ring. Lucky streak, lucky streak, lucky streak. Hey! Is it 12? Wait, 12 plus 2, 14. 14. This one you barely managed to get the rim uh, on. Ah, okay, okay. Right, roll me a third one. One more. Amanda, Amanda, Amanda. Well, the luck of the dice. Amanda, Amanda. Close your eyes. It's good luck. Seventeen. <laughs> oh. This final one, you see as it flies out, you see that it flips over the one you were tossing it on. This one, too full of rings now, as it flips <laughs> over and lands on the one bunny behind it. 
marking <laughs> another success. Misha, that, that, that was about to say my own name. Amanda's cheering way too loud for it to be reasonable. <laughs> Actually, 17, sorry. The second one wouldn't have made it, but this one would have. Aww. We'll say that that one went in, and this one it flips up and barely manages to scrape off. But you know what? That's still that's still one success. You still managed to get a prize. Wait, 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 wait. So I rolled a I rolled a twenty-two. Wait, I rolled a seventeen on the die. So the last one's actually. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got two. You got two on there. All right, you're good. Cool. Yeah, the last one was actually a nineteen. Yes. It was the second one. Second one. Second one did not make it. Ah. All right. Even still, uh, you see like he's digging around in uh, a little bit of a box and you see he emerges with a little box that has a sort of like eight inch long glass figurine of an ant. Well, that's cute. Yeah, yeah, I don't really know where this came from, but it's not broken. So surprise, you get a prize. I wonder. (laughs) getting these prizes from? I don't know. They're just kind of under the, the desk. Wait, are, wait, is there two prizes? Is there two prizes for two rings? Oh yeah. Uh, what else do I got down here? Looks around. Um, here. Uh, here's a little little uh wooden pumpkin. He a little wooden carved pumpkin. I About have, like that big. I have an idea. I'm going to take out the little ant and the little pumpkin. And then posi- and then go over the hobs and just like on tippy toes position them on his shoulder and use like some moss from Druidcraft to like anchor them to him so he looks like he has like a giant a giant ant and a little pumpkin on his shoulder like arranged cute. Do you accept that, Hobbs? <laughs> uh, I'm decorating you. Yeah, Hobbs accepts any modifications to their body. All right, go ahead and under your other possessions, give yourself a tiny ant figurine uh, and a tiny pumpkin figurine. They both count as trinkets. I thought it would just be cute as decoration. Yeah. Well, now he has them in case they become relevant later. Uh All right, then. I'll try my hand at the game. Oh, what's it going to be, buddy? Oh, I'll I'll do something that hasn't been played yet. You're going to go look for a game? game? Yeah, look for a game. Just walk up for the first game, you see? Yeah. Back to those bunny corns, they are rather cute. They are really adorable bunny corns. The bunny corns involve you extra corns. You see... They make me a little bit uneasy. You see that there is um, a big hobgoblin that is like a strong man sort of dude. No, you see... No, you see... You see a very beefy tiefling. A beefling, if you will. <laughs> that uh, is holding like this, like sort of like hay pit, where you hear like just like the sound of squeaking and 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 you see like the beeflings like standing there in front. It says, "Well, hello, little man. Want to put Hi. some uh, meat on them froggy legs?" Um, sh- sure. Yeah, we got we sell uh, protein supplements here too, but but you <laughs> you we gotta we gotta. Before we get into any of that, we gotta we gotta make sure you gotta measure your worth. It's gonna be one ticket punch. We'll get you right into the wrestling pit. Oh, oh, um, I mean, I did walk up to here. This was <laughs> you don't I'll have do to go with it. Think you got what it takes? Think what you think you got? You think you can get right in there, leap in? Just just uh, give it all up. Tor is asterisk. I tell you what, I'll give you a sample of my high protein protein shake. With extra protein. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, if if you if, if you're a little a little too chicken for it, I'm not gonna blame you. Mm. If not everyone can uh, take on some of our wrestlers, but yeah, I'm just gonna slowly walk away. <laughs> mm. And he just kind of like looks at you as you walk away. He says, "Hey, no hard feelings. Not everyone's yeah. built tough like us. You got your strong in other ways, kid. Strong in other ways." As he kind of like sadly like tries to give you a little bit of encouragement as you walk away. Aww. All right then. Well, let's try another game. <laughs> well, as you are kind of gathering through uh, this carnival row, you see that there is like a buzzing overhead as you see like a giant fire or no, you see floating above all of you what looks to be a bunch of pink bubbles. And then you see that there are people floating inside of them. And they seem to be drifting from a nearby location. Oh. All right. Oh, Tor, you know those. Yeah. That, that's Tor. the bubble pot teapot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the bubble pop teapot. Let's see, where is that? Oh, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Is that worth a ticket punch? Well, you see, like, above you, as all of you are kind of gathering yourselves and playing some games, you see, like, there's just a whole bunch of people floating up there. And they seem to be, like, looking around in, in wonderment, if that's something that's interesting to anyone. I'll do that, sure. If we get that high, we might be able to find Star. I, I, I don't think I don't think Star would be in a sky like a star, but perhaps the suspicious bird might be more easy to locate. I'll, I'll keep my eyes peeled. A higher vantage point could find both individuals, perhaps. perhaps. I can help with that. The other option, if you wanted to find a sort of aerial ride, um, is the dragonfly rides. That is on I... the end of things. I also possess the ability to fly. It's a short walk, though. It's like literally like takes you about maybe five minutes to walk that far. Ah, okay. I also possess the ability to fly. Um, I think I'll stick with the bubble pop tea pot. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'll yeah, go. I'll fine. go with the frog. I imagine that if we all climbed on your back, Amanda, you might be upset. Though I, I, I was thinking of just scouting at first. But all right, all right, all right, sorry. Yeah, the others want to experience the fun of flying. All right. Um, okay, is everyone heading to the uh, teapot, or is anyone going to the dragonflies? Uh, for either guess. one, like, so, so this might be a little bit of a meta question, I guess, but... Does it seem like the people in the dragonflies can steer the dragonflies versus like the tea? It seems. It seems as, as you kind of see the dragonflies buzzing nearby, the bubbles tend to be a little bit more delicate of a thing that seems to be floating around. It's not as uh, aggressive. The dragonflies you can occasionally see just a room, 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 just Exciting. buzzing about. Mm -hmm. The the riot the riders can steer them versus the bubbles. They seem to be, but they seem to be a very quick attraction, and occasionally they get very close to the tops of the tents. Mm. You want something more exhilarating? That would be your bet. It's up to you, little bud. Hmm. I'd rather go for something a little more chill. I'm okay. I'm sticking with the bubble pops. I'm sticking with the bubble pops. Also, afterwards, could we go to the Pixie Kingdom? That is right next door. That would be advisable. Cool. All, right. All right then. As you uh, approach the uh, the bubble pot teacups, or the uh, the bubble pop teapot, it's supposed to be a tongue twister, isn't it? <laughs> it is very much. You see, a twenty foot tall teapot rests on a wooden platform, 
painted on the surface, whirling with moving imagery of flying dragons breathing streams of bubbles. A door at the base of the teapot allows the entry to its visitors. Those who enter emerge from the spout enclosed in a bubble that detaches to float across the carnival. You see sitting outside of it, just kind of chilling like a cafe, are seven goblins that seem to be sipping tea from mismatched porcelain cups, plenty of them not matching the saucers, and many also chipped. And you see there is a sign above them that says, the uh, well, as you approach, you see that there is a goblin holding the ticket puncher who kind of gestures to their hand or gestures above them that says, the word you intend to say, try saying it a different way. And it says, well, hello there. Are you heading over to the uh, Toil and Trouble gnarly tree nut? What? Well, it's only going to be one bramble ticket. Pass it right up here. All right. My name is Trekkleize. If you would, Papaya, hand it over here. I'll hand the ticket over. <laughs> he goes ahead and, uh, go ahead and just punch a home right in here. Click. All right, then, fine on ahead. What about the rest of you? Uh, I'll go in with him. Oh, absolutely. Bring it right here. Just, uh, go ahead and, uh, hand the ticket right over here. All right, after that, I'll Punch. have five punches left. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, how are you doing? It's like I thought one of your side show acts here. You're doing fine? Oh. Eating all your vegetables? <laughs> I'm eating enough vegetables. Plenty. Yeah, you know, I'm a bit of a... I've been trying to eat more ve vegetables myself. I'm a little bit of a, a veterinarian right now. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I would like to climb on top of the boogaloo. Inside the boogaloo. The boogaloo? There we go. This man's got it. This man's got it. You go right on in head. I am oh, a wow. man of corner. Actually, you know what? You know what? I got a better gift. I got you a better gift. Here. But um, he hands you a little gift. He hands you what seems to be a tiny little uh, canvas bag of tea leaves. Oh, tea's nice. You ever get into a, you know, if you ever get into a tough spot, just go ahead and... Uh, down these old uh, treckle tips and uh, that your friend uh, Treckle Wise gave you, and you'll be just okay. Can I sniff them? Hobbs, is this all right? Smell? If I sniff them, I'm quite the connoisseur of good tea. They're quite dank. Here you go. <laughs> you smell them? They don't smell that type of dank. In fact, they actually <laughs> smell quite pleasant, actually. That's pretty In good. fact, it's like one of those, like, sort of like that sensation just smelling them that you get from, like, Imagine being in like a very dark, very isolated place, but just feeling sort of protected of sort. Oops. Would you be a deer and let the girl keep these? Which oh, girl would like to I keep flutter them? I flutter my eye flutter my eyelashes. I am the If only there was a way I mean, if only there was a way to She he like looks at you, Trecklewise looks at you, Amanda, and says, Well, if uh these uh these lippity lickets are something that you'd be looking for, then I imagine there might be a way you can kinda earn your own. Such as what? Oh, it's always just a bit of a uh, tips of the tuber. A word debt must be paid, Amanda. He gestures towards the sign. Tips the word the you intend to say, try saying it a different way. The word you intend to say, try saying it a different way. Huh. So, Hobbs, what did you say to him for this? I'm not going to repeat it. I'm just trying to understand better. I'm not the most creative. I'm sorry. A word must be replaced with another wizard. Huh. He like looks chucklewise, like looks at him, like, huh, huh. I do not know what you do not giraffe. 
And you see all the goblins just begin laughing at that. You see uh, all of, you see one of them like brings you a cup of tea. One of them brings you like a cup of tea to drink. Bob's. Uh, and he drink tea. You'll have a rhinoceros to ride after this. There's just a cheer, and they and, and Trecklewise tosses you a bag of tea as well. <laughs> that works. It is just that sandwich. There's another. There's another like. Hey, hey. Well, that sandwich. one. That one passed me by. They all just kind of look at you. Okay. I'll stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> I deeply apologize. Yeah, I guess I'm supposed to conduct myself more professionally. Please do not put in a formal complaint with my supervisor. I'll get fired after one more incident. <laughs> they all just too, kind too of like look puns. at you. Too many puns in the office and getting fired <laughs> is... God well, damn it, Amanda. Well, too many puns. Are you guys going to make your way inside? Okay. You've made no arrests this year. Just the puns. <laughs> <laughs> does does everyone punch a ticket to get in? Yeah. Well, I was kind of about saving my punch for the dragonflies, but if we're all going on the ball ride together, you don't, you don't have, have to. to. You can go check out the. So, someone could go check out the dragonflies if they wanted to. The ball no, ride is something different entirely. Everyone else is going. You want to go yeah, check I'll, out the dragonfly? I'll go with them if they're all going. Okay those. then. Maybe later. Go into right, the bubble pot and then to the pixie kingdom. As all of you are uh, stepping within, you, you one by one, uh, well, all of you kind of pile into the interior of this teapot and literally on the inside, it looks like you're within the interior of a porcelain teapot. But you then suddenly see as there's like a faint sort of shimmering in the air and there's like a bloop as a bubble surrounds each of you and one by one, Willy Wonka style begin floating up the top of the teapot. Hmm. And as all of you kind of begin sort of drifting into the air, one by one looking at the rest of you, you see all the little goblins kind of uh, waving up at you. And they say, uh, Have a nice rhino! And as you drift upwards, you begin sort of drifting. I want everyone to go ahead and roll me an acrobatics check. Oh no! Oh, oh no! I think it's shit. These rides shouldn't be a safety hazard. I All right. Saving throw. Uh, that's a five. That's a Ooh. six. That's an, an 18. Nine. Oh, 17. 18. 18. Okay. Nine from Astrock, Amanda. Um, You got low Hobbs. I got nine. So, Tor, you've done this before. And Philo, you've got uh enough, enough of, uh, you know where your feet are. Um, yeah, And as I'm you kind of small. balance this thing... You actually like manage to kind of sort of like lean into the thing a little bit, and the two of you find that you can actually steer this bubble somewhat as it drifts lazily. The mm. rest of you are struggling to even look up. Like Amanda, you're on your feet, and you're trying to like flutter your wings to keep balance, and then you flip upside down, and all of a sudden you're entirely upside down, just swirling around in the bubble. Mm. Once, so I'm gonna stay like really still in order to calm myself down, and what I'm gonna try to do is druid clap. Uh, craft lets you make like tiny little puffs of wind. Try to steer myself with that. As you are attempting to do that, you also see that Ostrak uh, seems to have caught an air current and is currently being pulled in a jetty around the carnival in his bubble. <laughs> as he's just being drifted away. <laughs> Druid that's a, that's clap! A little, Druid that's clap! That's a little joke Druid between me and Greg. Badass. All right. Um, and Hobbs, how are you reacting to all this? I have just learned something new about myself, everyone. I am afraid of heights. Oh no! Yep. 
<laughs> and Hobbs is just sputtering. Just yeah, you've got the biggest around. bubble right now. You've got the biggest yeah. bubble. And you're just like, you've just got your, you're just cartwheeled, just centrifuge astronaut in there. Yeah, uh, they are. As you just go drifting into space. Um, like portrait of Da Vinci. You know. Yeah, and as all of you are kind of uh, balancing, um, yeah, I want uh, the three <laughs> of you who failed before. Actually, as all of you are kind of drifting before and Amanda, you're trying to like sort of use druidcraft to sort of like it's not so much of wind that's projecting it, but you could potentially, I'll give you advantage on that check when we get to it. You do see that uh, kind of as you begin drifting towards the sort of giant lily pads where the dragonflies are perched, uh, you see that there is currently one of them that seems to be taking off with like a, a dwarven man on its back. You've got like a vantage point. It's probably like a good like 60 feet away from where you are right now. But you see that there, uh, as all of you are kind of drifting in your various states of control, you see that as the dragonfly begins to take off, it seems to sort of begin rocking side to side. In the process, uh, as the dragonfly begins sort of lifting off of the, the landing pad, if we will, um, it begins sort of rocketing side to side and begins to sort of fly directly into the crowd before stop, flying really low to the ground and kind of sending people, not scattering like it's impacting them, but scattering like they're trying to avoid them. And you see like hats getting blown off and whatnot. What, what about the rest of you? What, how do you react to that? So do we see it? Yeah, you see it. It's, it's, it's not too far from you. Uh, Amanda, you're still trying to gain control as well as Ostrock mm -hmm. and uh, Hobbs. You can, you can talk to each other from where you are. Okay. Uh, is there something up with that dragonfly? <laughs> is this something that doesn't normally happen? Does not normally happen. It looks like the dragonfly seems to have been spooked by something. Someone's messing with someone's messing with the carnival. That's what I'm seeing. Huh. I can, I'm having some difficulty controlling it, but... Because I'm, you know, controlling well enough, do I have the... Would I be able to like try to get a better look, like or see if I can tell? In this case, I want Amanda, Ostrock, and Hobbs to go ahead and roll me another acrobatics check. I want Amanda to make it with advantage, Yay. and um, I guess so. Like Tor, you know that if you can get the thing to touch the ground, it will pop, or if it pops, it will it will gently lower you to the ground. I got a seven. nineteen. Nineteen seven, Ostrock. Yep. Four. How do we get down? So the two of so the two of you have managed to gain a sort of balance. Philo, what did you? Uh, actually, the two of you. What begins happening here as you are kind of beginning to sort of balance yourself? Yeah, Tor, roll me just an acrobatics and Philo too, if this is something you want to get close to. How's Philo reacting to it? Actually, I'm pretty intrigued. I, I would like to get closer, but I only got a twelve. All right. Um, easily yeah, enough. Uh, Tor, what did you roll? Fourteen. Nice. Um, Tor, you begin kind of taking the lead, and what do you say to everyone? I mean, who is, is everyone else just still staying in the air? Are you trying to gesture towards everyone to come down with you with what I'm asking? I mean, I'm, I'd am i rather leave them to, you know... Okay. Yeah. So you're just silently darting off is what I'm asking. As yeah. you go ahead and you just well, begin I, drifting I might, down? I might say something, like, I'm going to head mm. over this way. One sec. All right, so it's like you're treating it like, okay, PR thing, I'm going to deal with this. And you yeah. see that there are some other carnival hands that you can see beginning to converge on that spot. But right now, the only ones who are seem to be available right now is uh, a familiar uh, walking tree, uh, Northwind, <laughs> who uh, seems to be in the process of like, I don't know what to do, man. 
These dragonflies, they're acting real whack. And as you, you begin drifting, you see that the two of you are actually outtaken by another bubble. As Astrock, as you have seem to have caught all of the air currents, you are now currently being pulled down towards the dragonfly's wings. Oh no. And what does what is Astrock doing at the moment? As um, this is happening. How does he look? What do people see inside the bubble? I'm just like slailing my legs all over the place. Like I don't know what I don't know how to think. I have this. a feeling it's making like those little like when you're in a bubble in like a Mario game. Like those little noises. <laughs> Alright, and as you are uh, drifting down there. Amanda, roll me a perception check. Yes, because I'm looking out for suspicious activity. This whole place is sus. In fact, give it to me with advantage because you can see above the crowd. Haha! Thank goodness because it was going to be a five again. Nice! 17. 17. Um, as you begin peering about, you see a faint glint of what looks to be a yellow coat, but a familiar looking hood and a familiar-looking demeanor seems to be making their way through the crowd, underneath where you are, opposite of where everyone else is heading. Especially Estrock. I'm going to follow it. If, if, right. I, if, I need to, I'll, if I need to, I'll use a dagger to pop my bubble and just fly. You're going to stab the bubble? If I need to, if I can't well, control it. Here's the thing, is that the person is traveling faster than the bubble can really travel. So as you kind of begin sort of like adjusting yourself and being lifting down, you see that the figure looks up and you can just kind of see like a faint glint of an eye and a beak protruding from the front of the hood as they kind of make eye contact you from about 50 feet away up in the air. And they just turn and continue running. Pop the bubble right and then. fly. Let's go. All right, then. This is going to go ahead and turn into a little bit of uh, Bonus action a, a dash theme. and action dash. Cunning action. So. Dash, dash, dash. So, this is going to turn into a little bit more than that, though. Oh, shit. Uh, so, Tor, Hobbs, Astrock, and Philo. I'm going to begin by Astrock. I need you to roll me a dexterity saving throw as you are dragged into the wings of the dragonfly. Okay. Oh. All right. That it seems currently spooked and flying really low to the ground and flying side to side. 17. As you are burnishing about, you see that the side of your bubble pops as the dragonfly's wings goes, but you manage to pull yourself away without getting hit by any of these these massive, like, we're talking, like, probably, like, 16-foot wings. Um, and as you kind of, like, manage to land on the ground without taking any damage, uh, the magic of the bubble kind of protecting you there. Uh, all of you actually, in the process of landing, end up popping your bubbles as well, and you see that there is a dwarf still right in the back of it, kind of. Right, he's been up there for more than eight seconds, we'll say. Uh, oh. And it's currently uh, his his Stinson hat's already flown off. He's like, I don't know if I can control this Bronco. Um, how far away Mind am I from man, the dragonfly? Man hmm? How far away am I from the dragonfly? Here's the thing: it's like kind of sitting the scene a little bit. All of you have kind of crashed to the ground um, in the process. However, all of you to reset the scene a little. As all of you have begun drifting down uh, in the bubble, all of your bubbles have pretty much popped either willingly or from the forceful impact of these wings, because as long as the bubble is up, there's not really much that any of you can really do. Um, you are currently surrounded by many patrons that seem to be sort of screaming and panicking uh, as this uh, dragonfly seems to be on the lo loose and flying about very close. You see like one of a nearby like stall gets like blown over from the draft of the dragonfly's wings. And there is a patron on the back of this dragonfly, still saddled in, who is struggling to hold on. Mm. Yeah, so like, can I try and run and grab onto the dragonfly? 
Sure, you're gonna try to grapple the dragonfly. It is a bigger creature than you can restrain, but... More just, like, attach myself to it in case I can get myself onto it. Um, it is... It is it, you, you, can, you can definitely attempt to grab onto it if that's your intent. So go ahead and roll me an athletics check. Athletics check? Yep, this is okay. to try to grab a hold of it. That one. So, like, we'll say that as you are kind of standing there and getting ready to leap, the problem is, is that you just cannot push yourself that point and you just kind of find yourself sort of stunned standing there as you are you you want to leap into this 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 danger you want to be in the middle of it and, and to help people but something inside you just sort of breaks inside when you do that and you just find yourself stunned there um tor you, we see you as the bubble like scatters around you into a whole bunch of smaller bubbles as you just land on the scene butterfly wings behind you and I'd try to do the same thing. Try to jump onto the dragonfly. You're, you're going to try to jump onto the dragonfly. Yeah, I need some um, I want, I want, hmm. If needed. I want both you and uh, Hobbs to roll me an insight check. Okay. That's a 10. That is a 5 for Hobbs. Oh boy. You're not entirely sure what's going on. Philo, roll me one as well. You're still there right. and present. A 9. Oh boy. So as all of you are kind of positioning yourselves around here, you don't know what is going on with this thing. But yes, you could attempt to definitely grab a hold of it. Tor. Want to like check? It's considered a large creature, by the way. Okay. What do I have to do? Want to like check? Athletics? Okay. That's a nine. This time, you do manage to actually leap using your throat of uh, your bunny legs. Though as you leap up this time, you see that it quickly, like, its its legs sort of begin to twitch, and it just begins sort of flying about, and you find yourself kind of crashing into a bench, and as people kind of see you get impacted, and in fact, I'm going to say, like, in this process, you take, ooh, six points of bludgeoning damage as you get beat down from this thing, kind of falling, like, about 20 feet in the process as it, like, rears itself upwards, and you send a whole bunch of, we'll say, toffee apples sort of spilling out around you. Oh no. Um, we're going to go ahead and cut to Amanda real quick. Oh boy. Oh boy. I feel like Amanda, I made mistakes. As you begin sort of adjusting your, yourself there, you've managed to pop the bubble and begin sort of flying in that direction. And as you do that, you see that there's the commotion. You see, hear the crashing of Tor against the table, but you also have a bead on this, this culprit. Boat, like, bonus action dash, action dash. Cunning action, everything, going yeah, even, for it. Even still, this person also seems to be a very fast individual. Um, and as you are kind of flying down, are you doing this in the air or are you trying to get on the ground where you'll be faster? I'm going to try to get on the ground, but I'm also trying to do it in a way so that not meant too many people can impede me. Well, we're going to have to roll some checks to see what happens. So as we begin by this, we see that as you land, there is a whole bunch of people that have kind of spread out in front of you. Um, the part of them seems to be kind of people moving their way inwards to see what's happening over there. There's also a crowd of people that seems to be pushing the opposite direction trying to get away. And you've just managed to kind of land on the ground. There's like a gate above you that uh, you have, uh, you've kind of like already landed and you need to decide how you're going to try to get around them real quick, expeditiously. All right. How am I going to do this? Um... Do I have like some sort? Do I have like some sort of small whistle on me or something I can like blow? Do you? 
Is that Do something you? in your items? I'm just gonna. You could, you could, you could also wanna... try like put your, you could also put like your fingers in your mouth and try to sort of. Yeah, I'll do, that. I'll do that. I'll that make a loud. Like it's, yeah. That sounds like it's gonna be a performance check then. Oh this is gosh. To oh gosh. Project oh, your, no. your voice. All right. Yeah. And sort and... of rise above the chaos. Yeah. Okay. Wish me luck, y'all. At this. Hey, that's not bad. This is that's a, that's a sixteen. As you make your way away, we hear like a very loud, just faint, just very loud, shrill, whistling sound that sort of emanates all around uh, the carnival. Even all of you kind of hear that uh, as the the crowd kind of like sees you standing there and and like as you just kind of uh, pull your hand away and like everyone kind of like stumbles out of your way, clearly like indicating you're trying to like rush past. You don't carry any sort of authority on you except for maybe like a press badge. Mm-hmm. But people do move out of the way enough that you can push past. Great job. And oh, I've, next... also, I've also got my bonus action. My bonus action and my action, action for dashing. Yeah, well. <laughs> 90 um, feet around. Regardless, you are moving fast. That still doesn't get you around the obstacles that put, put yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing is that you are outpacing this person. But there's going to be things in the way that might make that hard. Yeah, Particularly yeah. as you begin rounding the corner. You see like as there appears to be... Um, it seems to be like a little cart full of stuffed animals. You see that uh, this this robed figure, as they seem to have dashed beyond some more people, is now wearing a sort of uh, blue jacket and a, a, a trilby now. Uh, hmm. And as they are kind of like pushing back, they look back and see that you have managed to part the crowd that they had been on the other side of. Mm-hmm. And you see they just kind of uh, push like a whole sort of stand, a, a stall of souvenirs onto the ground and in the process, like, it, it causes, like, a whole bunch of, like, mugs to sort of break against the ground and create all these sort of shards. How do you want to go about avoiding these shards? I'm going to do, like, uh, I'm going to do, like, a hop and flutter. All right, then. Um, I want you to go ahead. This is going to be, this is going, to, I'm going to say this is going to be an athletics check. Oh, uh, no. Oh, no. It will be a high DC. Oh, no. But this is legitimately to get over, try to flutter a little bit and land on the ground. I'll make it acrobatics. It sounds like acrobatics, actually. Okay, okay. I'm a little better at that. I'm going to say acrobatics. Saying it out loud now. Okay. Eleven? Eleven. You barely manage to land on the other side. You don't trip. You don't cut yourself at all. But you see, but you do have to kind of position yourself a little bit. But the delay is very, very minor. And in fact, you see that this person kind of darts between uh, a couple of the stands. Or you, you just kind of faintly see a little bit of blue shifting into pink as they seem to sort of dart back between a pair of stalls. I'm going after them. All right. And as you make your way back there, you see that uh, as you you turn about, you, you, you kind of almost come to the closest, you see, come to like a sort of covered sort of uh, break area, it looks almost like, for um, staff of the carnival. There's just a faint bit of light that does peek out of the canvas on top, but otherwise this is a very, like, shaded courtyard. There seems to be, like, the remnants of someone's lunch left here, but there is no one else gathered here from an initial glance. And as you step within the interior, I'm going to ask you now to roll me a perception check. Perception! Please, luck streak. please continue, please continue, please continue. Alright, what's... Is that a 12 or a 17? That's a 17. 19. 
you see standing directly behind you, kind of in the alleyway as if they had been pressed up against the wall. You hear them say in a, a very soft male voice, Why is it that you chase me? What stake do you have in the games I play? The fact that you are causing distress, and particularly it is making me a little grumpy. You see That's that my there, stake. You see that there is a black Kanku in a hood with a pair of fairy wings that steps out from beyond, and you see like they um they they seem to almost wave their hand, and whatever sort of illusory coat they were wearing disappears, and it's just a robes now. You see this person carries kind of on their hip like a a beautiful crystal rod, and they have like the sort of butterfly wings that sort of sprout behind them uh, that they're wearing over their shoulders, but other than that. They're just kind of facing all of you. You don't even know what's happening here, do you? Well, first <laughs> of all, you ruined a lovely lady's performance. You've also put an entire crowd in danger of being crashed into by a giant dragonfly. So it just seems like you're out to ruin everyone's day and possibly hurt somebody, which I cannot allow. Meanwhile, we see all of you kind of gathering and spreading about. You hear plenty of shouting. You hear, you see the dwarf uh, actually like flip over onto the front of the dragonfly, but they're like still holding onto the straps, but now they're covering up the dragonfly's eyes. And now it seems to be flying around more erratically. What does anyone try to do at this point? Tor, you're picking yourself up from all these sticky toffee apples that you have been thrown into. Can I? Uh, Ostrock, you're, you, you have kind of regained yourself a little bit, but you're still standing kind of in the middle of this chaos. Philo, you were kind of off to the side. Hobbs. Do I... Would I know if there's any... The apples gave an idea. Would I know if there's any kind of food that dragonflies usually like? I mean, yeah. I mean, like, you would definitely have a way of feeding them. Hmm. Could I try um, to find... Like, go back to, like, the dragonfly area and try to find some of their food in order to bring it back and maybe calm it down or distract it? Yeah, they actually, um, as you are kind of, like, looking around for that. I'm going to say, yes, as you kind of begin picking yourself up, you can't do that yourself, but you come to that realization. Both Hobbs and Philo and Ostrock would probably be closer to where they would would need to be to do that. But you do come to that realization. Um. If you'd like to call something out to them. Let's make this a little bit of a group endeavor. Okay, okay. Then I'll call out to them, uh... Go to the dragonfly area and get some of their food. All right. What do any of you two, you three do? Um, <clears throat> I was going to cast Speak with Animals. Okay. You're going to cast Speak with Animals, Philo. Hobbs, are you going to listen to Tor and start looking for food? Yeah. Yeah. All right, then. So the two of you will begin sort of running up, and Tor, you're kind of like in the process of like getting like the tarp off of you, and you see like some people do try to like rush to kind of help. You see other carnival hands have begun kind of coming up, and they seem to be, like, trying to pull out, like, ropes where it looks like they're going to try to restrain the dragonfly. If they don't really know what to do, people are in danger of getting hurt, but they're also trying to, like, figure out what to do with the the man. You see a burly comes out, and it looks like he's going to try to catch the dude if he tries to fall, or if he, if he falls. However, Ostrak, you cast your spell. What do you, do you try to communicate? Um, what do you try to do? I'll try and ask it what's wrong, or just, like, hear what it's saying, at least, if it's saying anything. Uh, right now, it's sort of droning a little bit, but you can, you, you get a sensation that it is in distress. Okay. Um, 
it, it seems to be worried as if something someone had actually said something to it that had 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 worried it oh and you kind of hear like a faint bit of no 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 where is it where is it where is it it's, i don't want to i don't want to get eaten where's what 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 who's, who's there who's there are you the one who spoke to me before no no i'm not that person what are you where's what are you looking this? for ah, oh no oh no 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 the big bird big bird uh, there was there was there's supposed to be a, a big a big bird that was supposed to come flying from the sky and they said it was gonna eat me and i don't no, want to get eaten the bird's not gonna eat you we what we know about this bird what bird? What bird? No, no, it's big bird. It was it. it I, I felt like the sky get blocked out, and and the sun, the sun, the sun went dark for a moment. And it's uh, okay. It's okay. The sun is out. You're fine. Just calm down. You have somebody on your back. What? Oh, roll me a animal handling check with Aww, advantage. Yeah. Don't tell me now, dice. Oh, that's good. Let's go, us. All right. Let's go. Um, Twenty-two. What? What? Oh, oh! Oh no! Oh no! I have to behave myself. I don't want to hurt anyone. And you see, like the dragonfly, like as they looked like they were about to restrain the student, as the uh, looks like the dwarf was about to like sort of get flung off uh, into the uh, one does not merely toss a dwarf uh, <laughs> off into the distance. Um, I want you to throw me. Yeehaw! You see as the uh, dragonfly sort of begins to sort of level itself, and the dwarven man lets go, but he falls straight into the arms of Burly, who catches him. And his arms, like, uh, just cradling him. And he goes, oh! Well, thank you, partner. I nearly lost my hat. Uh, no, no problem. I'm just going to sit you down now. Uh, and the dragonfly sort of buzzes its wings and sort of, like, lands back at a nearby my pad. And it says, oh, I, I really... Uh, please tell them I didn't mean to hurt anybody. Um, okay. I, I just got really scared. I thought I, okay. I was going to get eaten. Yeah. Um, this bird you're talking about what did they look like what, what? I, I i don't know i just heard a voice no no oh, no it's not okay. bird i meant big bird like bigger than this whole carnival was they i heard a voice say it was gonna fly out of the sky and eat me oh okay all right i will make sure that that doesn't happen and it got me very scared yeah all right i'll thank be you. sure that that doesn't happen thank you you're welcome and i guess i'll go and explain to the people that it had gotten spooked yeah as as you're all kind of repairing yourself up a little bit uh, Tor, you managed to pick yourself. All of you guys kind of come out with the dragonfly. It's like a sort of like insect paste. Nice. That uh, they have for it. Um, but it seems like it's not as necessary. So the carnival staff will kind of take it from you. You begin to see that uh, people, they, they begin to kind of bring out music. You see like people begin laughing. The mood of the carnival does not get lowered. Yeah! Hey. Nice. We've been Me useful. We've Meanwhile, Amanda, you see the Kenku kind of stand there. The reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is because people are already getting hurt. Insight. Roll me an insight check. This idea to figure out what's going on in this situation. That's 19 on the die. That's a 21, baby. This individual looks at you with their avian eyes, gripping kind of like their staff, not threateningly, but sort of confidently as like, it seems to be a, a more female structured Kenku but they are speaking in a very soft male voice. And in fact, you see like there's like a little bit of a necklace, a choker almost kind of hanging around their neck. And as they're speaking to you, she says, you can call me Kettlestream. I have known what has been happening here for some time. I am looking for someone 
And I know that she isn't the only one that went missing. The owners of this carnival, they know something. And I'm not going to stop being a problem for them until they do something about it. Until they tell me what happened to my mistress. Do you recollect the name Isold? I can say that I do not. I'm sorry. So you're no. missing someone else. I seek my patron. It has been some time since I've heard from her. And, well, let me just say that Mr. Witch and Mr. Light, they know what has been happening here. They know about the disappearances, but they're not doing anything about it. A supernatural patron? Or is a different type? You see, like, she raises her hand out, and you see a sort of uh, eldritch energy glowing in her hand. Ah! All right. My lady Zabilna gives me many gifts. Zabilna. I think I remember that name. It's been a long time. She came to (sighs) me and told me that she was my godmother. She a patron of yours as well? Well, I'm not one for magical abilities, but you know what? For both of our sakes, because mischief, that type of mischief does not create change. What creates change is a concise plan of action and a good system of executing it and a team. You don't need to solve this alone. In fact, That's what I've studied almost my entire life to do. It's to solve problems. Hmm. Looks like, looks like you're lucky meeting me and I'm lucky meeting you. Can I consider you a friend? If what you speak is true, and I trust that there is no deceptions between us, then I will say this. I will consider you a conspirator if it means finding out what they are hiding. You see, as she kind of opens her mouth a little bit, and in voices that you don't recognize, it says, No one's going to find out about this. They'll shut us down. And then a second voice that says, We agreed to this pact. Our hands were forced, but our eyes were shut. We let them take what they want, and in return, we get to stay in business. That is what you want, right? And she closes her mouth. But it's not the only conversation that I've overheard. Oh, gosh. You know, you can make good money in the field. Treasure is not my interest. Right now, my interest is finding out what they are hiding and what happened to the Bilna. Good. But That's what I'm here for, too. At least now. My plan was simply to cause enough trouble here that they have no choice but to address me. And I can guarantee you that it will eventually work as long as I can go out about uninterrupted in my machinations. Until eventually but if you have a better killed. plan, I can take care of myself. Thank you. And you see, like, just a very, like, bright beam sort of, like, summons in her hand. But we need a plan if you don't think chaos is the answer. Pure chaos is never the answer. Calculated chaos, however, that is powerful. Hmm. All of you hear the sounds of 
trumpets playing and, and sort of an entire organ. You hear like an entire orchestra playing from the direction of the big top. And as she says, well, it would appear that the big top extravaganza is going to begin. If you have a better way of getting hold of Mr. Witch and Mr. White, I would love to hear it. Otherwise, I'm going to have to continue what I've been doing. We have we have two more days. And I, I have if you I don't have that time. Thank you. Maybe if you, if you get any I can't allow this because you've put you've put innocent people in danger. I can show you that I would I I would put no one in any danger that they would never be able to recover from. Emotional trauma isn't the same as physical trauma. They'll be fine. They'll live. In fact, it sounds like they've already dealt with the dragonfly. I'll tell you what. I'll keep my mischief low-key. And if you come up with a better plan, seek me out by the lakeshore. And we'll, uh... We'll exercise it together. Maybe you go speak to that bugbear fellow before. I think he knows a little bit about what's going on here as well. I had a feeling of that. And Perhaps also... He could be persuaded to join our cause. And also, if you were to keep it low-key and make an effort to make a statement without actually decreasing the mood of the carnival, you could even get maybe another person on your side who works here. Someone mm. with someone with skills in acrobatics and someone else even... I, uh, he's given me a little bit of a vibe. I didn't really know for sure. Someone else who also possesses similar supernatural abilities. And another who's been touched by... Oh, even another who's been touched by the Feywild. Through it too. One who speaks with the stars. You can have so many tools at your disposal. All you have to do is hold on just a little bit. Then tell them this. Enjoy the extravaganza. But... Do not take Mr. Witch and Mr. Light as innocent in this game. They know what's going on. And if we, we don't do something to stop it, then many, many more will suffer. And Zabilna will never be free again. We will not. What? But you need to promise me that you won't mess up the you won't ruin the mood of this carnival, because if you do so, I have a feeling it's gonna make the rest of our work much harder and we're aligned with you you have until the end of this day and if you don't come up with a better plan by then then I'll be forced to make other measures during the closing ceremony agreed I will not cause any strain until then we have a deal my friend it's a pleasure to meet you. She extends her hand. And you feel like even there's like a faint bit of electricity as she like grabs your hand and they shake. And she says in your voice, we have a deal, my friend. <laughs> and she as she does that, she pops off. Uh, remind me what this is. She pops off. Um... She just pops off. Yeah, she just pops <laughs> off. She just pops uh, you off. see, like she pops off a small, uh, 
thing in her, like she seems to be wearing like some sort of like a corked vial around her neck. And she goes ahead and she uncorks it. And in the process, there is like that faint male voice that goes, <sighs> as she uncorks it. And she nods her head, no longer speaking in that voice that she stole. All right. And as all of you have an opportunity to regather yourselves, as the jovialness of the carnival actually kind of comes back and everyone begins making their way towards the big top extravaganza for the fourth hour event. We are going to go ahead and leave it there a little bit. We appreciate your support in listening to this podcast and leaving us a good rating. Please consider subscribing and following us on Twitter. Music is used with permission by This Way to the Egress. You can find links to them, some of our sponsors, and other collaborators in the description below. And lastly, remember that the man who sleeps with a machete is a fool every night but one. Farewell. <laughs>